Fivers. I'm Stephanie, Ambassador of Fun, and welcome to High Five to That, a podcast all about celebrating fun stories, adventures, or just anything that'll have you saying high five to that. So today we have Mara. She's a shamanic practitioner, teacher, Reiki master, and Monarchy mentor. She treats private clients in person and by phone or video calls for soul retrieval, shamanic healing, one-on-one shamanic training, Reiki, space clearing, and blessing guided journey, and more, both in person and distance. Mara leads shamanic circles, goddess drumming, and shamanic sound journey. Mara also teaches people how to follow the path of the shaman in shamanic training courses. She teaches and installs the nine rites of the Muna Key, as taught by Dr. Violdo and the Four Wind Society. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Steph. It's a joy to be here and to see you and be only this far from each other. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into definitions. What is shamanism? Shamanism is a very broad term. And you know what I'm going to do is uh, when we're done, I'm going to go find this chart and send it to you. So you have it. So you can show folks later if you want to. Okay. Because when we think of shamanism these days, we're thinking of what's showing up in mainstream media and and what's popularized. But ultimately, shamanism is the way people came to understand the unseen world and how we are interacting with it. People who practice shamanism are developing relationships with archetypal energies, spirit guides, power animals, their ancestors especially, in order to tap into these realms and safely and knowledgeably walk through them. And then make changes on the energy level that help people here on the physical level, as well as other things that maybe folks don't think about. Yeah, and how did you start that journey? Because before you became a shamanic practitioner and a teacher, you had a completely different job entirely, right? Yes, I was a project manager for a company that sold um, business to business products. So, so as an operations manager, all I, all I did was make sure things were going okay from um, taking the photos and editing them and writing the catalog to working with the, um, the database, um, what do they call them? The developer uh, Mm -hmm. for their proprietary software they used to run the business. So I was in all these different departments all the time Uh, working with people and machines and stuff. And then um, when I moved to San Diego, which was back in 2003, four, Mm -hmm. I got uh, drawn into classes here that were inspired by shamanic um, experiences, but I still hadn't made the connection to shamanism. So once I started getting involved in these classes and saw that I was a project manager in a company and everybody else in the class was some sort of healer, I thought, why am I here? I don't understand this, uh, but I, I can't do this. You know, I'm too broken. I can't help other people feel better. I, I, I had a long history of lots of things we could go into if you want to, but I think this is the more interesting part is how when I got here and, and I started taking classes that were directly related to shamanism, I um, something like started blooming open inside of me. Just mm-hmm. suddenly things that happened when I was a kid and when I was a teenager made more sense. And mm-hmm. I wasn't crazy for talking to the trees 
or uh, weird because the kids in the neighborhood brought me the animals to take care of or nurse back to health. I suddenly felt connected to something. So as I kind of got more comfortable with the idea of shamanism, although I hated even saying the word because it sounds, you say you're shamanic, people say demonic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and I, and so I, I had to, you know, work through all those personal blockages I had around those things. Now I say it, no problem. People look at me and go, what does that mean? And I just tell them, um, but along that, along that way, along that process, I got to experience the type of healing and shadow work that we do so we could turn around and, and be there for other people, either as a healer or I like, I like I'm kind of changing that from healer to, to doing shamanic treatments for people because you are your own healer. I'm just giving you the mm. treatments that can help you with that. And then a teacher or a facilitator for those who want to build their own shamanic abilities. Mm-hmm. And then, so how did you go from being something like a project manager, which sounds very um, like intense, like lots of, you know, putting things together. It just seems so completely different than the type of teacher you are now. Um, I, I can't even imagine you uh, beforehand because I just know you as the teacher now. How did you know you were ready to make that career uh, change? And become a teacher full time. (laughs) I really didn't think I was going to be a a teacher um, or do healing work for people. I have been through my own healing process where I went through um, lots of therapy. Hello, who's done therapy? Who's done Mm -hmm. therapy? Yay, keep doing it. It's actually good for you. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) I I had gone through trainings for uh, the human development movement, they used to call that. you know, even, even, uh, it residence trainings all the time, just working on myself. So when I, I started doing these classes here in San Diego, uh, this is with Melissa Seaman, who now has her whole other humongous, like major business coaching business that she does, but mm-hmm. her roots in that were, were with shamanism. I, um, I was in this class and we were having a party, Steph. Uh, it was like a celebration, a graduation, getting ready to, to you know, go into the next phase of training or whatever we were going to do. And there were all these people there, um, not just the participants, but their significant others and family. And so we're in a really big room in, in Allied Gardens, I think it was. And, um, and they have smudge there. And smudge is this bowl. And typically you're going to find uh, a chunk of sage in there and you're supposed to burn that and brush with a feather but were we using that at that time oh my goodness I don't remember I think we were we were using sage at that time so I had the smudge and um I, I didn't want to have the smudge but my guides were saying pick it up and go smudge somebody I said, oh no no I can't do that <laughs> no I can't do that yes 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 you can uh okay so I grabbed the smudge and I lit it and I started smudging somebody and I just started having this experience while I'm smudging them. And when we're smudging, the point is to clear your energy field. So everything yeah. that's going on inside of you just kind of comes out into the energy field around you. So I'm smudging and I'm just having this great time doing it. And, and I smudge the front and the back of that person. They're like, oh, it feels so good. And so another person came up and I smudged them. And then another person. 
And before I knew it, there was this snake line of, I don't know, 40 people or so. Oh, wow. The whole place waiting to get smudged by me. And I, I said to myself, oh, maybe there's more to this than I thought. Maybe I need to kind of change my attitude about all this. It's not just to heal me. Maybe I can help other people. So from that, um, I started taking Katie's classes. Mm-hmm. Katie was teaching in, in group classes here in San Diego at the time. Katie Weatherup, dear, dear, mm-hmm. sweet friend of mine. And um, she's like a sister to me. Uh, she and I became friends and I started TAing her classes. And then we did some classes together. And then she just really pushed me out the door as a practitioner and said, you have got to start working on people. And, um, and, and it evolved from there. I, people just started showing up. I didn't really, I made a website, but I didn't know what I was really doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I, interestingly, just people started showing up. And then um, when it came to teaching stuff, I had been working with people uh, full on. So I'd had my project manager job and now I was doing the shamanic healing work. And so I'm, I'm like working all day, all night loving every minute of it and here it is 2010 and I know that 2012 is coming mm-hmm. and I got a very strong message from my guides that you need to be teaching people and, mm-hmm. and Katie was like again pushing me like you should do this you know how to do it you can do this teach this advanced class I'm like why should I teach the advanced class well I'm already teaching the beginning you teach the advanced class okay so anyway I, I did it I quit my job and I started teaching journey quest and uh wow it was great I just went straight from you know this this rather uh intense balance of work to this rather intense it's all my own business now and I loved it yeah it seems like everything just kind of fell into place and it was like you were guided to it the whole time and gently like this is where you need to go I, I think the minute, this is it, when the minute you start saying yes, when spirit starts saying, Steph, Steph, you should quit your job, Steph, you need to be doing something different. And the minute you start paying attention to it and saying, well, maybe I do, it won't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know, I know what you mean. Just, every day, it just gets stronger and stronger. And that that's the key is, is not just having the inspiration, but having that support from spirit knowing you're in right alignment. Mm-hmm. We call that I need in, in uh, Peruvian shamanism, I need right alignment, right relationship, balanced energy. Yeah, I was going to ask too, the inner guidance that you receive or just anyone's receiving to make a change, sometimes it's scary. So what advice would you give to someone who is being called to do something and they don't know what to do. Like they're in between, should I make a move or should I not? So what would you do? Or what would you well, tell them? It's, it's kind of, it really depends a lot on the person and where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. So if I were to turn that around, I'd say, you really need to know why you think you need to make a change. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's because I just want to escape the situation, oh, maybe there's some more deeper examination that needs to go on. If it's like, like, well, like for me, every time I work for somebody, I get promoted to manager, not because I want to be the manager, but because I really show up 
and I take responsibility for knowing what I'm supposed to do. And I care. Oftentimes I care more than the owner or the boss does, which is why I, I end up working for myself. If I care more, if you have passion like that, oh, passion, that's the fire that gets, you know, everything going. That's what you really want. If you have more fear than passion, then it's time to kind of step back and take it apart, go in a little bit more deeply into what's going on here. That That's like a, a super simplified version of what to do. No, I like that because there isn't any one answer and it really goes with whatever, like how you said, what, where's that person in, in their life right now? Um, and that determines also their thought process determines what to do next. So no, I appreciate that. Cause I, I hear a lot of times people just saying, just go for it and like quit your job, but maybe that's not right for everyone. I say the exact opposite. I actually do. I'm like, you need to figure out why you're in a job you don't like. Mm -hmm. Let's figure that out. Cause that'll be your obstacle in anything that you're doing. Do you understand? Yeah. So, so it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, we got to be our own best experts. And this mm. is where using a tool like shamanism or the tools of shamanism can be helpful. So when you're learning how to um, uh, speak to yourself and it's too hard because it's just too noisy in there, then, then you come into a relationship with say a power animal or an ancestor or a guide, and you do a practice called shamanic journey to go into an altered state to get some information, or you open yourself up for a walk. I'm gonna go on a walk. Intention is so important. I'm gonna mm -hmm. go on a walk and I'm gonna get some messages about where I should put my focus today. And on the walk, you'll a bird will drop a feather. You'll see mm -hmm. some kids playing in the corner there. A car will drive by that has a sign on it that means something to you. It's crazy, it, crazy synchronicities happen. And the more you trust and work with that, the more that they happen and you get to feel more guided on your path rather than so alone, disconnected and lost. Mm -hmm. And I love hearing stories about people's uh, experiences with synchronicities because it, it makes you feel like you're not alone. Like sometimes it could feel like when you're making a life change that you are and you don't know where to go. But then you see that message and it's like, no, you're not, you're not alone. You have support. You're not alone. You have support. And let's say that's another key to, um, if somebody really wants to start their own business, they've got to feel supported. Mm. I felt magnificently supported. In fact, anytime, because I've always been, like I said, one of those people that'll have a regular job, then I'll have something on the side because, um, I like working for myself. I'm weird. I really like that. Um, and, Having people who really supported me in that in in that other business, which ended up, you know, this the like shamanism. Wow! If I didn't have Katie and Deborah and Lori and all these other people that Diana, oh my God, how could I have not mentioned Diana and the Tree of Life and all the magnificent people I've met there and the whole Tree of Life family? I, if I didn't have that, I would feel so alone and mm. and and not able not able to do this. I don't think we're never alone. We always have all these spiritual allies on our side, but as humans in a body, we need the other humans in bodies to really feel connected. Mm -hmm. I want to backtrack just a little bit mm -hmm. because in your, in your intro, it mentions Dr. I, I don't know if I'm saying Yolo. it right. You said it perfectly. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> can, can you tell me a little bit about him? 
Because the teachings that you've learned were based on his findings? Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> so, so originally what I was studying was from the Foundation for Shamanic Studies, Dr. Michael Harner's work. And um, it, it's literally shamanism.org, I think, is, is their, their website. And he was a psychologist. Both of them have unusual doctorate degrees. The names of them are not like a medical doctor. That one of them's a neurobiologist, and one of them is an anthropological scientist. I don't know, but both of them are doctors, Dr. Harner and Dr. Violdo. So Dr. Harner created core shamanism from practices all around the world after he had his spontaneous shamanic experiences and became a shaman through the Kinebo tribe in South America. Mm-hmm. Dr. Violdo had a similar experience that he went to Peru and studied with the Incans and they all recognized him as, hey, you're the dude we're supposed to give the moon eye key to and we're going to supposed to teach things. You're going to bring it to the West. So both of them came from um, profound shamanic experiences in South America. Mm-hmm. And then Violdo took his around the world. And then I'm sorry, Harner took his around the world. And Dr. Violdo, he, he really brought his around the world as well he wrote shaman healer sage and all these other wonderful books so both of them are americans Mm -hmm. that ended up finding uh deep shamanic roots in south america and bringing them forth to all of us yeah i love that because that's another example of following the guidance like they were doctors and doing something else and then this comes up and it's like no now they pivoted into this so and I also feel like too like back to what we're talking about career changes and what you what people did before versus you know what they're going to do so on I feel like all of it it matters like it builds on itself like I'm sure that the the skills that you learned as a project manager are flowing through and helping you as a teacher now right absolutely I um I came into the project manager job because I had had a previous self-employment as a writer and designer. And Mm. I reached a point where I was tired of doing everything. And this is what's really important for everyone who wants to be uh, an entrepreneur to to, um, be aware of in that you will get to places where you feel burned out, Mm. where it's like, I can't learn one more thing. I am tired of the technology changing. I hate marketing. I, you know, Customers who pay slow, I hate it. You know, there's all these things that happen, right? And so that doesn't mean you should stop working for yourself, but sometimes you need to freshen up, make a change. So I had decided I'm going to get a um, a paid education. <laughs> I am going to go work for somebody who's doing something really well and learn from them. And that's what I sort of did. I went to work for this company um, to be the assistant to the president. Cause I thought, Hey, he made the company. It was, you know, again, a, a small business. He made the company. I'll just go learn from him and I'll do a fantastic job as his assistant. And mm-hmm. then a lot of things happened that ended up where a company got bought. It got bigger, I ended up being, uh, uh, operations manager. And then when I went remote, yes, I was a remote worker before COVID. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I became this project manager. 
but all the, the skills that I had learned before I came to that company is, is what I brought to the table and then sharpened while I was there. So I worked in the retail industry and I worked in the food industry and, and um, I, I learned especially that I like putting together um, group experiences. So I, I love, that's why that when I got to start doing the shamanic goddess circles at uh, Tree of Life, it was so great because here's, you know, Diana's taking care of everything. Here's the space. Here's, here's all the rules of the space and the times and stuff. People can show up. Mara, you just show up and do your thing. Yes, I loved it. <laughs> it was awesome. So, um, yeah, that, that whole ability to bring in everything that you have learned in your life and all the different ways that you've interacted with the world and make that part of the passion you're expressing in whatever career you're creating. You can create anything you want now. Make it be a career for people. It's not let, that you have to fill a special code or, or all these um, uh, boxes of, of um, well, you could do this or that. You can create the thing. And as long mm-hmm. as it's, it's being of service and it fulfills you and there's fair energy exchange, we're good to go. Yeah. Also, um, you were mentioning the goddess circle. So yeah. can you talk a little bit about services, classes, things like that, that you offer? Oh, yeah. Um, well, hopefully we'll get to do the goddess circle again soon with COVID. Of course, we had to make some big changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh just, just here. So this month I have, um, uh, a moon key archangel rights, which is already full, but it, it's the second level of the nine rights of shamanic initiation. Dr. Violdo brought from Peru and they're just path of lightning really activate you. If you're on a, a path to grow yourself in any kind, in any kind of way, but especially as someone in the energy worker field, mm-hmm. uh, I have a, a drumming circle on December 3rd. That'll be here in my in my yard, the shamanic oasis. And and when we do those, we're we're coming together as community, not to make music, but to have a relationship with the sound and let the sound move through us and, and mm. speak for us. And it isn't even like the whole circle is drumming. We do uh, talking and sharing. This time we'll be doing a clearing and burning of 2021. So people bring things to fling into the fire. And um it will also be the closing of the eclipse transformation tunnel. Mm-hmm. So while we're talking, you and I, it's I don't know uh, how this relates to to what this when this will go out, but we're in the middle. We just started an eclipse transformation tunnel a few days ago with the new moon. And during this time, there's a great deal of transformation that's available to us. And then we step into was that the full moon? No, that was the full moon. Now we're going to step into the new moon in Sagittarius. And Sagittarius likes to go out and discover things and go on quests and very energetic and knowledge embracing. So it actually is a great day, December 3rd here in San Diego. The fourth is you go back along the time zones into um, the East area of the Mm. United States. But to, to set that intention, I'm going to do this new thing. I want to birth this new business or move to a new city or start a new project of taking care of myself or my body, my home, whatever. It's a mm-hmm. great day for it. So anyway, on that, on that day, we're going to do a special um, uh, recognition of that, clearing and burning the old, making ready for the new. And then we're going to have a white elephant gift exchange because those are just damn fun. <laughs> those are fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, 
Uh, oh, and then I'll do the uh, map of dreams on the solstice. So that's another shamanic process where you are um, putting intention into a map that you create that will help draw in what you are asking to bring into your life in the year of love 2022. Mm. So that's just a sampling of some of the things I teach um, beginning, intermediate and advanced shamanic practices uh, in, in uh, six month courses. Mm-hmm. And then I also um, uh, do healing work. I do soul retrieval and shamanic treatments and blessing of spaces and just everything i do a lot of things it's a lot of fun and i will have the links to your website etc i'll have that in the show notes below so people can find you and get a hold of you sounds like a good plan yeah i'll just send you i'll just send you some stuff there (laughs) so you can do that (laughs) well we're gonna wind down and we always end with a shout out so it could be a person but it doesn't have to be it could be a like a food or a book you're reading or just anything that you're really enjoying right now. So who or what would you like to shout out? Oh, a shout out. I thought you said a shadow and I went, oh my goodness, what shadow do I have? What do I want to shout out right now? Holy cow. Oh, there's so many things. Um, I think I'm going to shout out my wonderful friends. I have so many wonderful friends like, like you, Steph and Diana, oh, thank you. And my whole mountain bike group that I just spent time with yesterday. We do a special mountain bike ride for um, a birthday celebration. And one of the folks there, her name is um, Jen and she has a business called the mountain bike baker. She makes the most awesome cakes. So we got to have a sinfully delicious cake and, and, basically just ride our butts off (laughs) (laughs) on my shamanic circle friend. I am so blessed with spiritual family and especially in this month of gratitude, Mm -hmm. I, I got to give a shout out to all of them. So enjoy the people in your life. I think that'd be my big shout out right there. Mm. I enjoy, I enjoy the people in my life. They make such a difference and it feels so good to feel connected and have community even when I'm home alone, working away on things. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Steph. It was wonderful. If you have any suggestions of people, businesses, organizations that are doing high fiveable things, you could go ahead and send me a message on Instagram, or you can send me a message also on our Gmail. We have one at high five to that pod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome and safe holiday.